Hey, listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this show are my own. They are not intended to represent my employer, any institution, any guest of this show, or even yourself. The content here is for informational or entertainment purposes only. If you hear something on this show that makes you want to change something in your life, I suggest you find an expert, a licensed professional. Change is hard. You need help. Go get it. Welcome to Ben on Purpose. My name is Ben. Let's get into it. Well, hello, all you princes and princesses, all you freaks and ghouls, all you superheroes and villains, all you wannabe athletes and ghosts and goblins. Welcome to uh, October, maybe my favorite time of year, uh, uh, maybe not as favorite living in the South as um, uh, the leaves don't really turn near the beach here. Um, it's not nearly cold enough for my own good, but nonetheless, I love the fall. I love October. October is my birthday month. It's the month of birthday of one of my uh, boys, one of my sons, and so I love it. I love uh, Halloween time. I used to love it a lot more than maybe I love it today, but uh, growing up, uh, I loved it. I think it's a time, I think there's a few times of year or maybe a few events during the year where I really love that people outwardly express uh, some of their, I don't know what how you refer to it, their their creative expression, maybe. I think I think typically people don't express themselves creatively, uh, at least outwardly, externally. Uh, I think when you go into people's houses, you see that. I think you can see it somewhat uh, according to how people dress or um, how they talk. But but externally, uh, it, there seems to be few times through the year where people express themselves. I think Halloween's one of them. I think... Halloween is one of those times, even starting as a kid, where you, um, not to get too deep too fast here, but you you take off the costume that you wear on a day-to-day basis, whatever it is you're, you're trying to uh, craft so well and present to the world, you take off that costume and you put on something else. And I can think even as a kid... Um, I mean, Halloween was that time. It was that time to to pretend I was uh, an athlete, uh, a professional athlete. Uh, I think my favorite baseball player when I was a kid was Robin Yount, go Brewers. And I used to pretend I was him on Halloween. I remember pretending I was the Incredible Hulk uh, in one of those lovely plastic Halloween costumes that uh, maybe got bought at Lore the Bergs in Wisconsin, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. If anybody's listening from Oconomowoc, big shout out to you. Um, I remember uh, as I got older and life got a little bit harder, I remember my costumes got a little bit darker, <laughs> a little scarier. I enjoyed dressing up as uh, uh, Jason from Friday the 13th. I remember that. Um, I was probably Freddy one year. I may have been Michael Myers one year from Halloween. I don't really remember, but I do remember as I got older, my costumes got darker. So it seems to be a time where where people that that play prince and princesses in their real life, uh, maybe at Halloween, get a little bit darker in their outward expression. People who maybe are darker in their outward expression normally, 
uh, dress up in, in something that they wish that they could be on a day-to-day basis. Maybe they want to be a little nicer, a little simpler, a little plainer. I don't know. But I think Halloween is one of those times where if you look around to some extent, with exception obviously, but to some extent, people seem to be expressing a little bit more of their inner selves outwardly. And and I think it gives me an opportunity to kind of peek into what that person might actually be like. Um, on today's show, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about a little bit about self discovery. Uh, this is my first podcast. Uh, part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is for self discovery. This has been something that I've wanted to do for a while, or maybe not specifically a podcast, but I want to do something to creatively express myself for a while. Um, as my some of my background is kind of in that space through music and through art. Um, this is a thing that other people have told me I should do for a while. I don't know that they're right. I guess we'll find that out over time. Uh, hopefully they're listening here and we'll leave kind comments and, and this community and this audience will grow. But I'm stepping into this space mostly as an exercise in self-discovery. Um, I've been in this in a place of um, maybe a little bit of a creative desert. Uh, not that I don't get to create on a daily basis. After all, I am a uh, husband of uh, more than 20 years and, and a father to three boys and I have a job where I get to speak to people all day long and help them discover themselves and I get to creatively do budgets and spreadsheets and, and team meetings and all these things. It's not like I don't have any space to create. Um, I do play my guitar still in my home on occasion even though I'm not doing it on a stage anywhere anymore. Um, but this is a space for me. Uh, I look at, at, at this podcast as a blank canvas, many, many blank canvases uh, where I can just throw uh, paint or, or art or whatever at it, and we'll kind of see where it goes. So hopefully you'll come along on the ride with me as I discover who I am in this space. So today I want to talk a little bit about self-discovery. We're going to keep this one a little bit short as this is kind of an introduction to Ben on purpose. Um, I guess a little bit about me. Again, my name is Ben. Um, I've been in a professional space of helping people, mentoring people and organizations uh, discover who they are, discover their calling, if you will, in life, if, if you use that word or their purpose in life or the next step in their life, maybe it's not as grand as purpose, but sometimes it's just what's the next thing that I need to do. I, I've been in that space for the better part of 15 years, I would say. I think any, I think if I'd say any longer than that, I'm kidding myself because I don't think I was old enough 20 years ago to actually be helping people. Uh, that seems like a pretty self-righteous thing to claim. So maybe in the last 10 to 15 years, maybe I've actually been some help to people, even though my ego might say otherwise. Um, but I've been in this space for a while of uh, being capable of asking questions of people to make them think about their life a little bit differently in order to manage whatever step they are at in their life currently. And everybody's at some step. Um, even kids, kids are at a step in their life. I mean, I, I, so I currently have three boys. I have a 19 year old who just started college, um, and is dealing with all kinds of things. I never thought that 
parenting a college freshman would be as challenging as it is in in the best way possible. Meaning, I thought when you launched a kid into college, like that kid was uh, highly dependent on himself or herself, and that somehow my influence as a parent would would relinquish or at least reduce. And the truth is, it just got harder. Um, now, granted, I don't have to like uh, do every little thing for him at this point, but the level of uh, parenting gets harder because uh, the help that he needs is a mature help of how to really think through think through life. I also have a 17-year-old who uh, I talked to drive, I guess, two years ago at this point. He's a full-functioning adult in high school and requires different uh, decision-making, different discovery, different things for me. I also have a 12, almost 13-year-old who's in middle school. So we're, we've got the range here of uh, uh, parenting a college kid, parenting a high school kid, and parenting a middle school kid. And there's there's all kinds of things to learn there in all kinds of ways for me and my wife to help them navigate life. So we ask them questions all the time to get them to think different or get them to think broadly about not just the decisions that they need to make, but how to think about those decisions. So that's kind of the the space that I live in both personally and professionally. I kind of spend every hour of my day helping other people make decisions in their life. But that leaves me in a space of like, well, what is the self-discovery I need to do? So in this in this first, I guess we call them episodes. I don't know what we call them. In this first podcast, um, what I want to do is talk briefly, and I promise to keep it somewhat brief. I want to talk briefly about uh, the process of self-discovery. Um, and I want to start... Um, uh, I guess a brief story about me. I guess you'll learn more about me as we do this together over weeks and hopefully years and maybe decades. But um, I'm in my 40s at this point. And so uh, if I think all the way back to my late teens, early 20s, I think um, the vast majority of my decisions and my discovery of self came from other people up until that point. Now, I wouldn't have said that at that age. I would have I would have seen myself as a quote unquote individual or um, I don't know a fully formed human that knew more than my parents already somehow we all know that that's a lie if you're any older than than that age but at that age that is how I saw myself um, as a guy who had it figured out or whatever I did not realize until ten years later how unformed and un um, intellectual or un mis or misunderstood that I was, uh, as a, let's say 16 to 25 year old. Uh, I didn't realize that I really didn't have any sort of philosophy about me or for my life, or really didn't understand what I liked or disliked, really didn't understand how to navigate decisions, really didn't understand, um, how to talk to people or even how to treat myself. And I, and I wouldn't say that that's the fault of anybody else necessarily. I would say uh, in looking back, if there is fault to lay, it would just be at my accepting of external influence on a consistent basis. And all I mean by that is we all grow up in a 
culture. We all grow up in in a family, and we all grow up in a school or you know whatever your your community is and and all those things have influence on us from the very beginning from the time that we uh step or launch or slide or whatever you want to however you want to put it uh from the moment that we enter this world we begin having external influence upon us and as the years build that external influence just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and before you know it you're just behaving in a way that you don't, or at least I didn't, I guess I shouldn't assume about you, but uh, I'm going to say you for the sake of, I don't know what else pronoun to use. So uh, us, um, we're behaving in a way where it's simply just a uh, result of things being embedded in us over and over and over and over again uh, through the years. And so at some point, and I think it's a different age for everybody, but at some point what you're doing is embodying the beliefs about the world, uh, which turn into values and eventually behaviors that are, for the most part, given to us by other people. And look, probably well-intended people, uh, for the most part. Um, Obviously, there are some people in the world that are not well-intended, but let's assume uh, the majority of the people as we grow up have our goodwill in mind as they give us these things. I don't think anything's wrong with that by any stretch. I think that is where the strength of family comes from, the strength of relationship comes from, the, the formation of skill comes from, the formation of intellect comes from. I'm, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with any of that. However, one of the challenges in that is by the time we become a formed young adult, seemingly we have we are lacking a self-understanding overall of why are we this way. And this is probably for a future episode or a podcast is um, as the world's gotten faster and faster and you've had more global influence on each other through news or through internet or through whatever, the, the influence of everyone else's philosophy on our lives has just gotten bigger and bigger and more and more complex. So this is the nineties for me because I'm, I'm older, getting older. Uh, so in the nineties, as I'm a, a late teenager, early twenties, um, for the most part, what I am exhibiting is, is behavior as a result of external influences on my life. And, and to be honest, I don't really understand myself, even though in the moment I would say I did. So the first time that I felt like I understood myself was when uh, I had the opportunity to go study in Italy for, I honestly don't remember, I think it's three or four months, something like that. I think my parents looked at me and thought, um, (laughs) Ben might be struggling to get by a little bit. Maybe we should offer this opportunity. I don't know if that's how they talked about it, but that's how it uh, felt. Um, for me to go study in Italy, uh, even now, I don't really understand how we paid for it fully because that part of my life was kind of, kind of felt like a concussion. Maybe you can relate to that feeling. Anyway, uh, I went off to study in Italy for a few months, studied urban design and I think city planning maybe and art history. I did terrible in art history. I did fine in those other two classes, but that was the first time in my life that I got out of my hole got out of this, 
I don't know what you call it, this, this wall that I built around myself of identity. For me, that identity was dark, but uh, we all build some form of identity around ourselves. It was the first time I got out of that, and I went to Italy, could not speak Italian by any means. I knew none. I'm sure they suggested that I learn it. I'm sure I spent no time learning it because I thought I had everything together. So I knew no Italian. I knew no one on the trip, going on the trip. So I think there were like 65 of us maybe going on this trip. It was a combination of art students and architecture students. I was in the latter. I was in the landscape architecture side of this thing. Uh, I flew to Italy on a plane. I had never been overseas. Uh, I had been on planes before, but I had never been overseas. I sat next to a girl who took her clothes off part-time for money in the city that I lived in. And that was, those were interesting conversations I'd never had with people. So I was already um, uh, expanding my worldview as to how people live their lives. I spent a week in Amsterdam, um, which was uh, interesting to say the least. I spent a week in Rome discovering um, red wine. And then the remainder of my time was over different parts of Italy for the next few months. And that experience, what that experience did for me was a couple things. One, it got me out of my hole. It got me out of the previous, I don't remember how old I was when I did this, let's say 20 years. It got me out of the previous 20 years of my life. Again, not that the previous 20 years of my life were bad. They were just the previous 20 years of my life. Uh, And I had never experienced really anything outside of that experience. I'm going to use the word experience a lot, apparently. Um, Two is, it showed me that the world was way bigger than what my narrow view was. And by narrow, I just mean small. I don't mean like opinionated narrow. I just mean small. Like I had... I had only grown up in the fish bowls that I understood. And you have to remember that at this time and age, like I don't think I'd ever been on the internet. I mean, the internet was still relatively new. Um, uh, if you wanted to learn about the world, you went and read encyclopedias or went to the science library. I don't know where you went. But, but I certainly wasn't watching the news and I certainly wasn't expanding my understanding of the globe or any of those things. So when I left this country and went to a different country... I mean, my mind began being blown with how much more there was to know that I had no idea about. So that was number two. And then the number three thing was I learned over the course of those months that I had the ability to do things like go into a grocery store and figure out how to ask for something in Italian. Uh, It was clunky. Don't get me wrong. Like... I had no idea how to use a new language to ask for a mozzarella and pesto eggplant sandwich with chips, much less a pizza or anything else that they made in Italy. And so what I would have to do is go across the street to the little tobacco store. There was one one guy, maybe there was more than one, to the best of my knowledge, there was one guy in town who spoke both English and Italian. I would go across that street. Uh, I made friends with him and then I would go in there almost daily and ask him how to say certain things. So if I had to go to the bank to cash in Italian coins for money or for paper money, or I had to 
figure out how to order the kind of pizza that I really want to try or figure out how to ask for toothpaste at the grocery store or whatever it was, I would first go into this store. I would ask this gentleman how to say these things. I would probably buy a pack of gum in order to uh, not abuse the relationship. And then I would walk across the street and order my sandwich and probably be laughed at uh, more often than not. But I would get my sandwich. And so that exchange of, of information and relationship began to grow a thing in me that had not been there previously. And that growth was... Uh, primarily that I realize that I am capable of more than I ever gave. I'm capable of doing more than I ever gave myself credit for. In other words, everything up to then had been handed to me uh, for the most part. And in doing something this difficult, it proved to me that, that I can grow. It proved to me that I can be outside my comfort zone and navigate things that are foreign to me and learn about myself in the process. So 20 years later, um, I get to help other people do that for a living. Um, And so uh, the way I want to wrap up this particular episode is I have three, three things that I typically tell people when they're in a place of not understanding what the next step in their life is or feeling like they're in a rut uh, in their life or trying to make some big decision in their life or whatever. If, if, if they or you are in a place, a place similar to that, these are the three things that I tell people. And honestly, the three things that I've applied to my life post my time in Italy. And they're this step one is the three steps. Step one is have experiences. So that seems simple. Um, and it is simple because the truth is you are always having experiences. I think the challenge in that is people think the the majority of our life is spent preparing for the next experience. So define experience. Typically the way our heads wrap or wrap around it is we think experiences are the big rocks in our life. Um, you know, getting your license or graduating high school or getting married or graduating college or getting your first job or moving to a new city or going on a amazing vacation or whatever the thing is. When if I was to say, tell me about the greatest experiences of your life, you would typically throw these big rock things uh, into it. What I would say is you're constantly having experiences. Uh, you're having an experience right now. I hope it's a good experience. Um, maybe it's a boring experience. I have no idea, but regardless of what the experience is you're having right now, you are having it. So congratulations. Step one is already complete. You didn't even have to try. All you had to do was be a human being. You are having experiences. So step one is done. Have experiences. Step two, this is where we lose about half the people. Maybe, uh, I'm no mathematician, nor do I know this statistic, but Uh, I would say we lose about half the people in step two. And step two is realize you're having experiences. (laughs) So there's a big difference between having experiences and realizing you're having an experience. So let's talk about right now. Right now, you're having an experience. You are either, uh, well, not either. There's a myriad of ways you could be experiencing this. You could be irritated by me. You could be enjoying this in some way. You could be distracted 
Hopefully you're not distracted, especially if you're driving, but you could be distracted by this or me. Uh, you could feel happy, you could feel sad, you could feel angry, you could feel frustrated. You, there's, a, there's a million ways you could be experiencing this moment right now. I'm not really concerned what your experience is. My question to you is, do you realize you're having it? In other words, this span of time, this 20 or 30 minutes, is not just a gap in your life to the next thing. If you're driving to work right now, it wasn't like you experienced sleep and you're going to experience work shortly and this is just the time that you have to live between those two experiences. No, this is an equal opportunity experience you're having right now and the vast majority of us overlook that. Uh, in fact, when you pull up to the next red light or whatever, there's a good chance that when that light comes on, you are going to feel in some way agitated or bored. And the thing that you're going to do is suppress that experience and you're going to pick up your phone um, uh, or change the channel on your radio or you're going to do something in order to fill that gap because you think that's just a waste of time. Why won't this light change? The reality of it is if the light is red, you have an opportunity for a different experience. So don't pick up your phone and look around. Maybe there's something you've never seen before. So the point being, step two is realize you're having experiences. So step one is have experiences. Great job. You're already doing it. Step two is realize that you're having them. I just lost half of you. Um, but maybe that number will grow in the future. Step three is equally as simple, but complex in, in the execution. So step three is where we lose almost everyone. And step three is process those experiences. So what do I mean by process? Well, the hard thing here and why it's simple but hard is everyone processes things different. So for me, when I have experiences, uh, I, the, I process them through two primary ways. I process them through art. Um, in the past, that has been painting or drawing or, um, you know, some, something in those mediums, watercolor, whatever. Um, currently, for me, that looks like sometimes playing my guitar, though that's been weird in the last couple of years, so maybe playing guitar isn't my primary. For the most part, how I process experiences now is through community and relationship, talking to people. <clears throat> so when I go through things, if you're not willing to talk to me about it, that's really hard because I don't like just sitting in my own... I don't know, feelings about everything. So I do it through community. Uh, maybe for you, uh, this is just a rumor. I've never experienced this myself, but seemingly some people process their experiences through exercise or running. I've heard from runners that there's a certain point you hit in running where where you've been running so long and your body is is physiologically functioning so highly that there's a mental component to that where you really begin working through <clears throat> feelings and thoughts and dreams and regrets and all these kind of things. Again, I can't relate to that. I've never run that long in my life. I don't enjoy running at all, really. Even when I was actually in shape, I did not enjoy running. Every step just sounds like this sucks, this sucks, <laughs> this sucks, this sucks. I'm not into it. But you may be into it a lot. Maybe that looks like weightlifting. I don't know what it looks like, but some people process uh, through that. Re some people process through writing. Uh, I used to process through writing, through poetry, through 
stream of consciousness, just putting down feelings on a piece of paper. I think that can be really healthy too. Um, that can look like a diary. If you're a man who refuses to admit he has a diary, you can call that journaling. Uh, they're really the same thing, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, I encourage that. I encourage the writing. If you don't think you're good at it, it doesn't matter. You write like no one's ever going to read it. And that is processing um, of experiences. So there are a million ways to do that. I'd love to have a conversation about that. I'd love for people to comment about their the way they process experiences. Um, and if that's a weird way to put it, how do you process feelings? How do you process things that happen to you? How do you process things that you happen to? How do you process events in your life? Um, I would love to know what your, I don't know, avenues of doing that look like. And I'd have to, I'd love to have further conversation about it. So three steps. One is have experiences. Great job. You're already doing it. You're a human. Two is, uh, realize you're having them. I almost said admit you're having them. That kind of fits too, but realize you're having the experiences. Um, if you put that step two into practice, you will realize that there's so much beauty in this world that you're overlooking. Um, uh, it's the small stuff. And if you just slow down for a second and realize that you're in that space, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you will see. And then three is, process that experience uh, get a counselor find a friend join a community group start writing paint something that you're preferably allowed to paint uh, express yourself in some way go exercise get off the couch don't pick up your phone you know whatever the thing is but work on processing it and here's what I've learned about myself over time that I think probably also applies to you is if I do those three things what I discover is, is this, is, is A, uh, I realize that learning about myself primarily comes through experiences, not through thinking about it. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is I think the vast majority of us at this point anyway, when we're having a problem, the first thing we do is seek someone else's opinion about our problem, either through YouTube or through uh, friends or through watching, I don't know, what what do people watch anymore? I don't know if you watch soap operas. I don't know if you watch talk shows. I don't even know if those things exist. I don't know what we do. But uh, typically what we do is look for someone else to give us advice on how we should deal with our problem. And I don't think there's anything wrong with advice. However, what you're doing, what I'm doing, what we are doing is basing the answers to our challenges off of somebody else's life experience and philosophy on life. And that can be a really, really good thing. However, here's where it can be a bad thing. Is if their philosophy of life or experience in life does not parallel your philosophy on life or experience on life, and they give you solutions to your life and you blindly adopt them, then you are throwing, potentially throwing a giant wrench into your system. And uh, there's a good chance that as you try to imply their solution to your life, you're going to end up crashing your car into an embankment. And then you're going to step out of the car and go, I don't understand what happened. And then guess what you're going to do? You're going to repeat the process. You're going to do the same thing over and over again, looking for someone else to figure out what you should be doing with the decisions in your life. <clears throat> I want to be clear. It is very, very good to have people <clears throat> in your life to help you assess where you're at, 
assess where you might go, assess what is good and positive for you. It is bad to blindly accept those solutions without any sort of understanding of who you are, where you came from, and why you're here. So I would encourage you to do both. To wrap up today, the main reason that I have decided to do this podcast is, well, one, I said this earlier, was for my own self-discovery. To talk some of these things out to an audience that I can't even see. Um, and, and in the process, have an experience and learn about myself and figure out what my next thing in life is. Number two is, man, I built this podcast um, for, a, for a group of people that I have a feeling most of you fit into. And that group of people is, well, I think the best way to talk about it for me is I think the vast majority of us at this point in history are walking around feeling like that we are unseen, unheard, uncertain, unconsidered, and maybe even unloved. And I think because of those feelings, we have massive anxieties about the next decision in our life, the next thing that we should do, the reasons why we're here, our understanding of the world and why it exists in the first place. And I want this community, my hope is, that this would be a place where if that's you, if you feel unseen, unheard, unloved, unconsidered, or uncertain, that you could come here and hear a voice on the other end of this that understands that feeling. Um, in the future, ep future episodes, uh, I will give you a little more insight into my life. Um, and we'll talk about some ways to, to work through those feelings, hopefully in a, in a healthy way. Um, but my hope is that this place becomes a community um, where even if you're not interacting, that you can check in on occasion. Uh, let me ask you some questions that would make you ponder a little bit and maybe help us all understand the truth of our life and why we're here, what our actual purpose is, and how we can accomplish that purpose without running ourselves into a wall. This week, I challenge you to do a few things. Talk to a friend, get into a community group, sit down with a counselor, talk to your parents and siblings, maybe join a church, serve someone, put down your phone, have an experience, and challenge yourself. You're worth challenging and capable of more than you know. So until next time, I'm Ben. Peace. This has been the Ben on Purpose podcast, and I want to thank you for listening today. It's a rare thing nowadays to give our time and energy to a piece of art. However, when we do, it's also rare to walk away completely unaffected. I know your time and attention is valuable, and I thank you for giving it to this community. And it is a community, a community uh, built by you. If you want to help this community grow, please take a moment to subscribe to the Ben on Purpose podcast. Leave a rating and review. Visit our website at benonpurpose.com where you can listen to all episodes and find other tidbits of interesting information that may help you in your daily life. And follow me on social media. Also, if so inclined, you can request my time. If you're looking for guest speakers uh, for your group or organization or for help in your group or organization, I'd love to talk with you. It's what I do in my life and I'd love to do more of it. I sincerely hope you have a great day. Be kind to yourself.